what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. We get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to another edition of the Nightly Morning Show, Friday edition, here on twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. If you're watching on our YouTube or listening to the podcast feed, please know that you can join us live on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern for the show mm -hmm. taping of this show that you're mm -hmm. watching now, currently, yeah. with your eyeballs or your ear holes. One of those things. That is our new official intro. I will say it exactly <laughs> like that every day. Please don't. I'd prefer if you didn't. Um, I, I, I would definitely prefer that. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, it's a Friday. Welcome on in, guys. Um, we just gotta set up the bot. Uh, we had a, we had a rather inappropriate pre-show today, so, uh, if there is some lingering messages... Giggles. Uh, ...in the video over on that side, sorry about that. Um, I'm not sorry about that. It's great. <laughs> Misguided Gamers Live is right. It is Disney, Disney Plus, Plus Day. day. Mm -hmm. Y'all, we've decided to rename Friday to yeah. Disney Plus Day. And why are we doing that, Clarice? Well, because, first of all, we started out with The Mandalorian mm -hmm. being released every Friday. Yep. And now we have WandaVision coming out every Friday. Mm -hmm. And we're probably going to have, or after that, I think we're going to have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming yep. out every Friday. So, you Falcon. Know, and then after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it looks like we're going to be getting Loki. According to uh, something we talked about on the show earlier in the week, yeah, um, the Latin D Disney Plus account leaking out that Loki might start premiering in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that is why Friday is now known as Disney Plus Day, because mm -hmm. of the day that we all collectively catch up with the latest episode of whatever is airing on Disney Plus. Uh, right now that's WandaVision. We haven't seen today's episode yet. No. But uh, we are going to watch it as soon as the show's over, and we're going to be posting our spoiler chat for that episode mm -hmm. on YouTube, just like our others have been up there. Yeah. Uh, so please go give that uh, a look-see once you have watched the episode. WandaVision is a spoiler-heavy show. Mm -hmm. Which is funny, because when we did the spoiler chat for episode one and two, uh, no spoilers, but what we did say was, this is a tough show to spoil, there wasn't a lot going on. Yes, and now there's everything going on. And then from three, three, four, and five on, every episode feels like they're throwing the cosmic universe at us. Yeah. And I just, I'm eating it up. Yeah. I'm just like, mmm. It's a mukbang of MCU delights. <gasps> oh, I'm going to use that analogy. That's I know, amazing. I like the word mukbang. I okay. like it because it makes me think of Muck the Pokemon, who I'm a fan of. I've always liked Muck because he's a beast of a Pokemon. Sure. Yeah, okay. and minimize. Great move. Um, <laughs> can you tell we're becoming Pokemon streamers? I've always been a big Pokemon fan, though, as you can no, tell I by know. our lives. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Bird Alive says, I didn't think I'd like WandaVision, and I'm in love with it. Interesting. I did think I would like it, but I didn't yeah. think I would like it this much. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, especially right at the very beginning, I was worried that WandaVision would be for, like, kind of a niche group of people, mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the case. I think they're being very smart with it. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, the show's not over yet, so I don't want to, you know, put the cart ahead of the horse or whatever you say, but... That, that is what you say, yeah. That, that is the... Sorry, I've been watching Bridgerton, <laughs> so those are the analogies that are in my head. Um... I am not watching Bridgerton. Yeah, my friend was like, it's good, watch it, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, okay. It didn't feel like a waste of time. Are you done? Have you finished it? 
Oh yeah, I finished it. I finished it last night. Oh, um, what did you think? Here, give us your give us oh, your review. Of Bridgerton. Um, spoiler free review of Bridgerton. Spoiler free review. Um if you like costume dramas, then this is the show for you. Um there's a lot of sex in it. Um and okay. it was maybe, it was interesting. Maybe I should watch it. I mean, you walked in and they were I literally did walk in. it was like yeah, I, I I won't spoil anything, but um, there were two people having sex, and I was like, sorry, babe, I, I'm watching Bridgerton. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's not my... My, like, my favorite shows are all not reality-based. They're all fantastical, mm -hmm. whether or not it's, like, magic or sci-fi or things like that. But I do enjoy, like, a good, like, costume drama, and I think the actors did a really good job. I think the I think the writing was really interesting. Like the idea of the show is really cool, um, but if if you don't if you don't like dramas, it's definitely not it's not the show for you. Like if if like if like the idea of like young ladies finding a husband and like scandals and stuff doesn't appeal to you, then don't. Mm -hmm. um, um, but you said that if for like costume drama time period people, this is their show. Isn't part of this show the fact that it isn't, like, that it feels sort of out of time? Well, it's not accurate in any way. Right. Like, the wardrobe is not accurate. The music is not accurate. It's literally um, rearrangements of pop songs. Mm -hmm. um, so it's meant to have a certain aesthetic. Um, and it's meant to... It definitely feels like it is not of the present era. But okay. it's not historically accurate, Really, that that's it. But you liked it. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was right. fun as long as you go into it knowing that you're not gonna see um, a perfect historical representation of what it was like back then. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I think you can enjoy it. Do you think it should be turned into a TikTok musical? I mean, it already has been. But do you think there's like it's like got musical worthy moments? I mean, I guess, but there is a lot of sex in it. So there's sex in musicals. Yeah. Have you seen Wicked? When Elphaba and Fiero are on their knees in the cave and they touch hands like that. Yeah, but and here's like, the thing. There's yeah. usually like one scene. Like in Heather's, there's one scene. In Wicked, there's one scene. There are many times where sex is actually very relevant to the telling of the story. Mm, so it would have to happen at least several times throughout the show. Yeah. Before we get into the news, Mel of the Bar brought up Aquacon. Yes, this is Aquacon and uh, Diddy Lad. Um, this is one of my favorite shirts. I don't know where I got it. I think I got it at Comic-Con like five years ago. Makes sense. Yeah. My favorite superhero and, uh, one of my favorite players, uh, characters in Smash. Yeah. I like playing as DK. Yeah. Donkey Kong. All right, y'all. Time get to get news. into the news. And, uh, our main story today is that Donald Trump, do you know who that is? Sorry, who? Are you familiar? Who is uh, she? <laughs> who is she? Donald Trump, uh, former president of the United States, uh, and also a former member of SAG-AFTRA, the Actors and uh, the the Screen Actors Guild dash American Film and Television Radio. Uh, uh, no, wait, was it the American Film, Television, and Radio Association Artists? So wait, the Association of Film, Television, and Radio Artists, I think, is what it is. Oh, I should know. Okay. I'm. I've been you a are card. Part of it. I've been a card-carrying member of SAG-AFTRA for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um. So before, before you get into the story, um, let, for I'm sure there's a few people who may not know what SAG-AFTRA is, what the purpose of it is. Uh, so essentially SAG-AFTRA is the union 
uh, that actors who do film and television in the United States are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the theater union is called Actors Equity Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a member of that. Uh, but uh, the, the the film, television, and radio and like um, news anchors, all of those kinds of people are in SAG-AFTRA. Yes. Um, and so Donald Trump is in SAG-AFTRA because Donald Trump has done SAG work, um, yep. which we're going to bring up in this letter, which I am now going to read, and we're going to go through part by part, because this is, um, this is hilarious. Like, this is, this is the kind of thing that you write when you are a child. Uh, in your journal, in your yeah. diary. Or, or this is what, like, The Onion would have written. So, um, it starts, uh, I did not keep uh, the person's name who it's written to, but it's written to the head of the committee. Um, and it starts... I write to you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing. It's not the so-called disciplinary hearing. It is the disciplinary hearing uh, aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? Exclamation point. Wait, what? Oh yeah, that's the first paragraph. I write to you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? Now, if he had quit then, if that was the end of the thing, I would agree that he doesn't care. But, I, but he's going to prove very quickly that he cares that he very much. he does care. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Paragraph two. While I'm not familiar with your work... What? Nice dig, dude. I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2, Zoolander, and Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, and television shows including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course one of the most successful shows in television history, The Apprentice, to name just a few. <laughs> First of all, you have one line in Homelander 2, my dude. <laughs> in Home Alone 2. Homelander. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he is very proud of that one line. <laughs> He's very proud of his work on Homeland, uh, on Home Alone 2. Very proud of it. <laughs> Third paragraph. <sighs> I've, so gra- I've also greatly helped the, kel- uh, the cable news television business. Uh, it's in parentheses, said to be a dying platform with not much time left until I got involved in politics. And created thousands of jobs at networks such as MSDNC and Fake News CNN, among others. <laughs> he calls it Fake News CNN. In in his official quitting letter to Sec After, he still calls it Fake News CNN. Because he can't take anything seriously. Um, but my favorite thing about this is that he's like, I've also greatly helped the cable news television business by being a train wreck that no one could look away from. Like, it's not like he was, like, showing up to work there and, like, helped them through the hard times. No, you were being an ass. No, he was being a sideshow attraction. Yeah. We couldn't look away, and so news did well because news... Okay. Um, he goes on. Paragraph four. Which brings me to your blatant attempt at free media attention to distract from your dismal record as a union. A union I thought you were very proud of your work in earlier, but that's fine. Uh, your organization has done little for its members and nothing for me, besides collecting dues and promoting dangerous un-American policies and ideas. <laughs> Dude, you had, you had healthcare because of these people. What are you doing? Um, as evident by your massive unemployment rates and lawsuits from celebrated actors who even recorded a video asking, why isn't the union fighting for me? That is true. That yeah. is true. There, it, look, it's a difficult union. It's a difficult union, you know? I, I get it. Being in, being in an actor's union is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, this paragraph is... BS, but... Mm. <clears throat> um, these, however, are policy failures. Your disciplinary failures are even more egregious. I no longer wish to be associated with your union. 
As such, this letter is to inform you of my immediate resignation from SAG-AFTRA. You have done nothing for me. Regards, President Donald J. Trump. He still signs that he's President Donald... And I, I guess, like, you still sign that after you're not president anymore? No. But, um... No. <laughs> to end on, you have done nothing for me? Trump knows where it's, like, egregious. No, Hamentators, he probably used, like, synonyms.com Oh, my God. It's one. just so funny. My, my favorite My favorite line in this whole thing... Is the who, who cares? With <laughs> an exclamation mark. Oh wow. Um Segafter's response to this is my favorite response. The oh, they have a response. <clears throat> oh I'm 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 ready. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wordy. Uh so I so try and keep up with it. The response was thank you. That was it. Did they send him a letter that said thank you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was an email. But yeah, their 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 entire response was just thank you. I mean, yeah, I would love to be rid of him too. <laughs> just, who cares? Oh I'm going to write God. you this long letter talking about how great I am, but who cares? Wow. You have to imagine the people on that committee are so grateful for this letter. Because now they don't, like, no one wanted to go to that disciplinary hearing. No, no, no. They're like, oh, thank God. Like, nobody has to deal with it now. Yeah, she's out. Seriously. Ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We don't, we don't have to deal with you anymore. It's great. I just, I also love, created thousands of jobs at networks such as MS, DNC, and Fake News CNN. Really, dude? You created <laughs> jobs at Fake News CNN. Created. I just, I, I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's so, it's so funny. It's that so was, small. That was wild. I'm glad that that was our main story But today. like, you're the, you were the president of the United States and like, this is the first official like thing. Hashtag thank you. Oh God. No, this is the second official thing. The first official thing he did is he opened the office of the former president. He opened the office? Yeah, so he was like, if you want, like, my official statements from now on, you, you will refer to the office of the former president. <laughs> he, like, created it to sound official now that he's not president anymore. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> over it. Mm -hmm. I can't. I cannot. I just, like, it's, it's, it's so, it's so funny to me. It's yeah. just so funny to me that, he, like, that he did all, that he went through the trouble of, like, listing his acting credits. Yeah, like, this isn't your bio in a playbill, dude. One day, you know what I'm gonna do? One day, I'm gonna book another show. Because I'm gonna be on stage again, and this is gonna be my bio. <laughs> oh my god. No. No. <laughs> While I'm not familiar with your work... I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2. Well done. When I turned and went, oh yeah, it's over there. Yeah, you should definitely be proud of that. A, the big accomplishment for someone like you. Oh man. It brought me joy reading that this morning and I wanted to share it all with you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just when you think like, oh God. It's like, okay, oh great. We don't have to think about it anymore. He's like, he just can't not get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Seam says, does that mean we can get in contact with any of the former presidents through the office of the former president? No, I, I think, don't think so. I think that that would be very funny, though. 
if everyone just started to send requests for information, but not about him to that office. Yeah, everyone but Donald Trump. How do we get Reddit on this? Yeah, TikTok, Reddit, let's go. No, you know who we need? Who? You know who could start that? Who? John Oliver. Last week tonight. Guys, we need to get on last week tonight. Yeah, we need to We need to speak to, to John Oliver. We need to speak to John December. Oliver. To get him to get his viewers, because his viewers do stuff. His viewers have or crashed PewDiePie's the FCC. Viewers. Ooh. We could we could call PewDiePie. The problem is I feel like PewDiePie has a lot of Trump fans as viewers. Yeah, but he Pew, and, and like, I'm not that's not a dig at PewDiePie in any way. I just mean that like PewDiePie is very um four for four corners. Yeah, you know like he's I mean? yeah he's definitely he's not like super like political on his page, but yeah. I, I think I think he could uh, reach a bunch of people. Everyone spam it with Obama requests. That would be so funny. Oh my god, that I love it. I love it. Guys, let's do it. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. We'll, we'll call Mr. Beast. We'll call Mr. Beast? Yeah. He'll get, he'll put out, like, ads everywhere. <laughs> did you see, um, speaking of, speaking of YouTubers spending money, um, did you see that, um, what's the Paul brother that isn't the one who was in the suicide forest? Jake, I think. Jake Paul, I think. Or maybe it was Logan Paul. I don't remember which one. Honestly, they're both terrible. Shin, thank <laughs> you for gifting another sub. Watch, we're going to end up in YouTube drama. We, we, we've we said that we don't want to be in, like, the online drama, but we're going to end up in the drama just because you say stuff. Um, I'm so... I can't help it if you're an idiot. Um, One of them did a $2 million Pokemon card unboxing. They unboxed $2 million worth of Pokemon cards. That, in one video. Was that like eight hours long? Like No, I think it was like I think it was like unopened packs from the original run. They had they had like these boxes that had never been opened. Oh wow. Yeah. From the the original run of Pokemon. Alright, well at least he's not desecrating people's Oh, thank you for safety. that gift sub, by the way. Ah. Um y'all should we move on to other news? Sure. Have we laughed at the former president enough? Enough? I'm sure something else will happen, but for today, All right. I think we're good. Um, uh, here's, here's a story that I don't like, but we're going to get into it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Um, and um, here's, here we go. The Justice League Snyder Cut is going to be rated R. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a mistake on the part of Zack Snyder mm-hmm. and on the part of Warner Brothers in terms of the way in which to grow <coughs> this this brand. Um, I, I don't think that Justice League is for adults. Um, the Justice League, we have, like, we have talked about a lot of um, comic material becoming mm-hmm. for adults only. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people grow up with comics and have loved them as a kid, and once they're for adults only, um, it's almost like you are taking away the this, that chance for a kid to fall in love with this like fandom, in a sense. And yeah. um, I understand why they've rated it R. I understand that the people who wanted the Snyder Cut are now in their probably, like, late 20s-ish. You know, like, that's going to be, like, the age range. But, yeah, it does deny a large portion, like, it it, it denies a large portion of people from being able to watch this and enjoy it. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I think that Birds of Prey being rated R, great. 
Makes sense. Joker, rate Joker R. The Suicide Squad, rated R. Makes yeah. sense. But Justice League yeah. is like, should be kind of like the wholesome mm. heart of the DCU, mm-hmm. I think. I think. And. <laughs> not to say that they're not adults, but it should still be accessible for people to, to, people who are of the age where they can look up to them. Yeah, I just think that the Flash isn't an R-rated character. Um, the Flash yeah. is more kid-friendly. Cyborg is more kid-friendly. Um, Superman should be all ages. Yeah. Batman, Batman swings kind of, Batman has like both spectrums. Yeah. Um, even though I don't think he should. Um, and, and I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, like by Wonder Woman. One, yeah. Wonder Woman doesn't need to be R. No. I don't need, I don't need Batman saying the F word. Um, yeah. which is apparently where part of the R rating comes from. Um, he just swears a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I... Uh, we don't know, Popcorn. We, we... I fell in love with these characters when I was a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed reading comic books at a certain age. And I came into that community uh, in a way that it felt safe. Even though comic books in the 90s were very... Um, were, were dark and, and were violent, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I, I, I just... I don't want an R-rated Spider-Man movie. I don't want an R-rated Flash movie. Also, Spider-Man is often in high school, so that would be weird. Well, but that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, I, I, I don't... If you make this Justice League movie R, and the plan is to make other Justice League movies R, then you can't pull Shazam into it. Because yeah. the Shazam movie is kid-friendly. And mm-hmm. I can take, like, my niece and nephew to see a Shazam movie. Well, mm-hmm. not yet. In a few years. In a few years. Um... But, like, I, I, want, I want Superman to be a character that a 12 to 15-year-old can watch the movie. Yeah. I want, you know, like, I want, obviously, like, 7 to 8, whatever, like, fine. But, like, if you're, like, 12, you should be able to go see the superhero movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. And I don't know. I just think that, like, I, I think that long-term Warner Brothers is shooting themselves in the foot with this decision. Mm-hmm. I think that financially... This doesn't make sense to me. It only makes sense because it's on HBO Max and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen people from Warner Brothers say that the the Justice League isn't going anywhere. There's no, like, future for the properties of Justice League um, in this version. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a one-time thing and then we're moving on with whatever else we want to do. Yeah. Uh, and The Flash is going to reboot everything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's tough... Yeah, uh, Hardcore Soft Popcorn in the chat says, Superheroes and their principles and ideals are role models. You don't want kids going about swearing because awesome Superman does. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like if Batman starts swearing in movies, you lose something. Also, uh, Shin, thank you for gifting that thank sub to Hardcore Soft Popcorn. Thank you so much, Shin. That means a lot. We appreciate it. Um, I, I just, I feel like you lose something when these characters who are supposed to be role models aren't anymore and 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 when the stories that we look to to be our like teaching stories mm-hmm. um to be our educational you know like the when they made the power rangers reboot um one of my biggest problems with that movie was the fact that um it, it's pg-13 but um the pink ranger in that is um lost all of her friends because she posted one of her or she like sent out one of her friends nudes to a bunch of people um and so, like, her redemption arc is supposed to be her coming back from that. Right. But the redemption arc... But what she did is so bad <laughs> that, like, yeah. the redemption arc never gets there for me. Yeah. And it That's is... awful. It's it's awful. And I was like, well, now the Pink Ranger in this Power Rangers movie 
isn't a role model that I want anyone to, you know what I mean? Like, you've taken well, this, you know, Saturday morning character who's supposed to teach kids, hey, don't be greedy, hey, don't do this, don't do this, mm-hmm. and you've turned her into a, a revenge porn abuser. Like, yeah. And I think that was, um, I think that was why we felt so strongly about Wonder Woman 84, especially mm-hmm. because in the DCU, Wonder Woman is kind of the ultimate role model for girls who love superheroes right now. I would say that that's, yeah. like, I would say that that is fair. Um, you know, Wonder Woman should be a role model. And doesn't doesn't mean that she shouldn't ha- struggle and have problems. But the, the the fact that she is okay with basically raping a man's body is, like, yeah. very weird. You know what I mean? And, like, it's Wonder Woman. And that, like, she, yeah, she should be someone that, like, young girls can look up to and admire. And when you put stuff like that in it, it's a it's an automatic no no for me. Yeah, it's just interesting. DC DC doesn't seem very interested in its film division in having its heroes be heroes. Yes. Um, and I don't know why. Like even yeah. even even Superman in Man of Steel isn't a good person the whole movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, he destroyed like that trucker pours the beer right in that one in the bar scene, mm-hmm. and then he goes out and he destroys his truck like he causes (laughs) what $75,000 worth of damage ruins this guy's livelihood because and like the guys and you're look the guy's an ass the guy's an ass but mm. there's there's better ways to handle that yeah because here's the thing if you have your 12 13 year old son nephew whatever it is watching that movie then they think that like revenge violence is okay well, and because it treats it like a hero moment. It, yeah. it treats like, it like... Oh, yeah, I get it. Look at the wonderful thing. He, he, Superman got back at the guy by destroying his job. Yeah. where When, like, that... Like, those kind of situations... For us as adults, like, we can look at them and talk them through and, like, think them through and be like, okay, I, I, I can understand it from both sides, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think that Superman should be the kind of person who aims to solve conflict in a way that benefits everyone. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, when you were in school, if you got bullied and you went and, like, stole the kid's lunch or something like that, like, both things are bad. Yeah. The point is to help people learn that those kind of acts don't help anybody, that you, you know, like, I don't know, in my personal opinion, they should be handled more in the sense of we're going to work this out um, as opposed to, you know, we're just going to get back at each other. Well, and, and, you know, for a long time, Superman was the, the way that Superman stories were told was that he was strong. He was so much stronger than humanity that in order to justify using violence, there there was no way he could justify using violence against humanity Mm -hmm. because it was so unfair. And he never used his strength against humans to, mm. uh, you know, he never, he, ne- he never went out of his way to pick on humans. He never, you know, um, and you know, I feel like we've gotten to an age of DC storytelling where it's so edge lordy and like, it's so in, in, in the search of being gritty. Yeah. I sometimes feel like we've lost these characters being good people. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm concerned about that. Like, when, when you look at the DCU movies that we've gotten, there's times where I genuinely don't think anyone is decent. And it, it's it's so nihilistic. Like, Batman v Superman is such a nihilistic movie 
where the the premise so of the movie is essentially that everyone is bad, um, and b- like Batman is a bad person who believes that Superman is a bad person. Yeah, Clark Kent is not a bad person, but he believes so much that the Batman is a bad person. Like everyone just believes the worst in each other. Yeah, and there's no hope. Yeah. And, and I just need everyone to go watch the Bruce Tim Justice League cartoons and remember, like, what these characters stand for and who they're supposed to be. That's the thing. It seems like DC is, in a sense, trying to, like, reinvent these characters into mm-hmm. something similar to, like, The Boys, you know? And The Boys is a great show because everyone is complicated and, like, no one is really, like, a great person. And that's what makes it interesting. But, okay, but... 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 <laughs> the Boys is making fun that is intentionally making fun exactly. of this. Exactly. Watchmen, here's the thing, and here's the whole problem with Zack Snyder, and I, I like his movies, I like his direction, but he read The Watchmen, misunderstood that it was satire, and made a movie that is a version of Watchmen that doesn't have the complexity of the comics. Rorschach is not a cool person. He's not a good person. He is a satirical look at Batman. And... <laughs> The movie doesn't understand that. And this is yeah. why I don't like the Watchmen movie, but I love the comic, is the movie doesn't understand that Rorschach is a bad person. Mm-hmm. He's not the hero. He's not cool. He is a mentally ill person who sh- who beats people up. Yeah. And it's 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 really interesting to see that 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 misunderstanding of the characters that Zack Snyder made with Watchmen mm-hmm. is still happening. But now it's with the DCU characters, and there's not the cover of... Well, at least the Watchmen characters were... They're, they're bad for different reasons in the movie, but, like, they were bad in the original comic. So, and also, the original comic was made for adults, so it's not confusing the audience. Mm-hmm. I feel like this version of Justice League is going to confuse the audience, and there are going to be parents who are like, no, you can't watch this. Yeah. Batman says the F word. Superman's killing people. Like, this is not... And, and if you watch Shazam, like... Shazam doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It does not feel like a Marvel movie. It feels Marvel like DC. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. feels like a DC movie. Yep. It feels like the comics. It tells a story with cool action, great superhero powers, a great moral. Like, Shazam is what Man of Steel should feel like, and it doesn't. Yeah. Like, we have not since, you know, the Donner films had a Superman movie that really felt right, because everyone's trying to make Superman so sad all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The Superman Returns even. Like, Brandon Routh was great as Superman, but that movie is just, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't like seeing this be rated R. I want these characters to exist for the wide audience that they are intended to be, that they're totally. marketed towards. Mm-hmm. You you make these movies and you market them towards kids, but you make them rated R, and then, yeah. I don't know. Like, even with Shazam, we loved it. You know, we, we really, we really loved it. But there are moments in it that feel out of place, that are particularly violent, that I honestly wish were not there. Oh, you mean the boardroom scene? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit much. Here's the thing. That scene in another movie would have been great. It honestly was filmed and done brilliantly, but I don't think it belongs in Shazam, because suddenly I'm like, ooh, do I, like, she's mine. I don't think I should, you know... She yeah. should be seeing, like, and it sucks because the rest of the movie is, has a great message. Um, it's full of love and hope, and it would be something that I would want to show a young kid who would be into superheroes. But then you put in a scene like that, and I'm, and then I have to rethink my decision. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, that might be too scary for some people. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely ups who your minimum age is, mm-hmm. but I think a 12-year-old can see that scene. 
Yeah, it depends on the twelve year old. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But for me, for me, like Shazam, I for me, like these characters, I I don't think you should skew your superheroes younger than ten. Um, I think like ten is kind of the baseline. Yeah, that's um, kind of what like maybe like the Young Justice cartoon would be or something. Even that, no, that's older. Young Justice is definitely older. Okay. Young Justice is a little complicated. Um, Fair. Uh, in a great way. Like, Young Justice is really, like, that 14 to 18 range. No, okay, um, that's fair. Young Justice is, if you have not seen the first, like, two, all, all of it's good, but the first two seasons of Young Justice are really perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think I've seen season one. Um, yeah. And also, like, great representation in that. Calderon mm-hmm. as Aquaman being, uh, he becomes Aquaman mm-hmm. and is a gay Aquaman who is the leader of the Justice League. I really, really love that representation in that show. Mm-hmm. And Calderon is, like, one of the coolest characters in that show. Yeah. Um, Young Justice is great. Uh, really, 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 really good television. If you have HBO Max, it's all on there, so you yeah. should go check that out. Yeah. Um, I one, one, one moment in DC that points to the big problem for me mm-hmm. is uh, when Lex Luthor and Superman are on top of the helipad. Mm-hmm. In Batman v Superman, and Lex Luthor pulls out the Polaroids of Ma Kent. Right, yeah. And the images of the in those Polaroids go too far. Yeah. They're unnecessary, they're gratuitous, they're gross, and they're, yeah. they just, they don't, they don't make the movie better. They no. just feel bad. Yeah. And the, the thing is, like, he's kidnapped Martha, uh, he's kidnapped Ma Kent, right? Martha yeah. Kent. You don't need to go the extra step of, like, and look at these Polaroids where we drew on her face with a marker, like, it's, like, a porn scene. Yeah. Um, and it's that, it's, it's when they go gratuitous that it becomes too much. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm worried that we're going to see more of that in the, in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. Um, and now that it's rated R, I was, I was hoping, you know, I I want this to be good. (laughs) I I love these characters so much. I want it to be good. Um, but this this makes me nervous. I do not have high hopes. I just, you know, I think we want to make it clear that like, um, obviously we don't think that all media should be accessible to everybody. I don't, that's definitely not No, I love, we... I love that the Joker's rated R. Yeah. I love that Birds of Prey's rated R. Yeah, yeah. Um. It has a, it has a time and a place, and... You know, I, I love that Deadpool's rated R. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and if there was, like, a Deadpool Spider-Man crossover that would be rated R, you know, like, that would be, like, a specific thing. Here's the thing, though, and because they've done this in the comics a lot. Yeah. And Dead- when Deadpool and Spider-Man cross over in the comics, Deadpool gets censored for comedy. And like, they, they like, blur out, it out. Yeah. yeah. And See, there, there's a way to fun. make those characters interact. Yeah. That, and, look, there's a lot of Deadpool comics that are rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. Because in comics, you can draw gore and stuff in a way that's comic for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Deadpool Deadpool is a character that kind of crosses that line. Mm-hmm. But when but Marvel and uh, Sony and and Fox like when they go R like Logan was rated R, mm-hmm. but that movie was carefully marketed to be for adults. Yes. Logan never had any marketing that was like look at the cool Wolverine movie. No no no. <laughs> they yeah. were like this was... is gonna make you sad. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Um. Deadpool Deadpool can interact with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. In a Spider-Man movie yeah. or in an Avengers movie, I don't want Spider-Man to appear in a Deadpool movie because yes. those are different things. Gotcha, gotcha. That um, makes sense. And it, it... and here's the thing: I I truly think that like those kind of limitations bring out the creativity in artists, mm-hmm. and I want to see more of that. You know, I think I think that would be great. You know, um, how can you how can you get around it by still keeping? It's like. It's like when in Pixar movies when they throw in an adult joke that a kid yeah. would never like just goes right over their head, but all the adults are like. <laughs> or all you know. of Shrek. 
<laughs> like literally every joke in Shrek is inappropriate. And yet as a child, I never noticed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I noticed some of them. Literally everything that happens in Shrek is inappropriate. And it is all fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are, we are huge Shrek fans. Yo, in this God, house. Yeah. I cannot, we wore out our Shrek DVD by watching mm-hmm. it so many times you had to buy a new one. Yeah. Oh man, uh, we that was a longer discussion than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Sorry, guys. I um, feel like we were pretty passionate about that one. Look, we've got some quick, quick uh, clips, news, moments to get through the end of the show here. Um, even Toy Story has some adult jokes. What are you trying to pull? Nothing. It's a good moment. Um, all Shrek, misguided gamers live. We are yes. fans of all Shrek here. Yes, love, um, love Shrek. Yeah, Potomcium, our our Shrek DVD stopped working because we had a DVD player in our van. And so Shrek was always just playing in the car mm-hmm. and it, yeah, we had to buy a new DVD. Um, all right, y'all in other news, Fantastic Beasts 3, a movie that we probably will never watch, um, because JK Rowling is, a, a transphobic person yeah. and we do not want to support her financially. Uh, but we did want to bring this up, uh, just because, uh, it is the, the production of that movie is being forced to halt in the mm-hmm. UK following a positive COVID test. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we just wanted to wish whoever is sick the best. Uh, and hope that this doesn't spread. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm grateful for companies uh, having robust testing uh, on these uh, sets to catch this. And hopefully it will not uh, spread to more of the casting crew of that film. Yeah. Um, they did put out a statement saying um, the diagnosis was confirmed as a result of required and ongoing testing that all production employees receive. Mm-hmm. And the team is currently in isolation. Out of an abundance of caution, they'll pause production. The interesting thing about this is um, apparently... The, when they're going to start filming The Flash is butted up really close to the end of Fantastic Beasts 3. Ooh. And so depending on how long this production delay is, it could actually affect the start date for The Flash filming uh, because Ezra Miller is in both films right? for some reason. Um, Why he's still working, who knows? Yeah, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that they resolved the whole choking incident just didn't resolve it publicly. I guess. I'm just, I'm still salty about it. I rewatched the video like, like two or three weeks ago because I was talking to some friends about it and sent it to them. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like we, we do a new show y'all. Okay. So here's, here's what's weird about this, right? We do a new show and we have openly said that we're not going to support JK Rowling financially. Um, and like maybe even talking about it is still too, a step too far. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not of that opinion. Right. I think that, you know, people people come here to see nerdy news and that we shouldn't exclude things like that. But we're not going to show any content like, no. like you know. We, we won't do any trailer reactions for Harry Potter stuff. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we've made it very clear <clears throat> that we don't. What is it. interesting is it is impossible to talk about Fantastic Beasts 3 without being like, so uh, before we begin talking about Fantastic Beasts 3, we're going to mention the five controversies behind this movie. Like, this movie is six feet under and it's not even out yet i know i know yeah i i don't know how it's gonna do but it's gonna see. be interesting it's gonna be interesting i i have a feeling it's gonna be dependent on um the press junkets i feel like the casting crew is gonna have to work really hard to make people feel comfortable to go see this movie um yeah and to make people feel like they want to a lot of the harry potter fandom was really burned by that final moment i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it and you care about this stuff but yeah the the end of the last movie the end of the last movie was was baffling bad 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 writing i remember sitting there i remember sitting in the theater with like i I went with a group of people and i was in a packed theater opening night and i remember sitting there and no one moved we all just kind of sat there being like wait what and we had like binged harry potter all week like we were like ready for this movie and like we were like, what? 
That doesn't make any... Wait. Yeah, my friend and I went and saw it the, the preview night, the uh, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened, and I literally, like, stood up. And I was like, I feel like I need to leave. And so I was like, no, sit down. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I was like... Like, I literally was like, I need to go. <laughs> like, this is... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. All right, a couple last quick things. Just so, just so that you're, 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 you're up to speed. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, is going to change some of the shots in some of the cutscenes, so that uh, you're not staring at Miranda's butt as much. Um, cool. There, there were some rather gratuitous sexualized moments with Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miranda became a thing for a lot of young boys, uh, mostly because she was um, modeled after Ivan Strahovski, uh, the star of Chuck, uh, and uh, many other things. But at the time, it was Chuck, and I was in love with her because um, I desperately wanted to be Chuck because I was a little nerd who wanted to have a supercomputer put into my brain and then have a really hot spy girlfriend. Um, and so Ivan Strahovski was like, for 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 nerds of a certain age, mm-hmm. she was like the most desirable woman um, in the world. And then they made a video game in which she was in skin tight um, white leather. Um, so that informed a lot of my uh, childhood Um I hope she never sees this. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Strahovski. Uh, I I admire and respect your work greatly. Um, but um, they are changing some of the shots so that uh, the the camera is not quite so focused on her. Yeah. Um, which I think is a change Thank that you, you won't notice. Yeah. I, I don't I, I I don't think you will notice it at all. Um, yeah. It's not even like modeled after her. Like she is. It's literally she did the motion capture for it. Like it's oh, it did. is her. Oh yeah. If you look at Dope. Miranda, it's literally her face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They hired her. She is the. Dope. Okay. <clears throat> they knew what they were doing. Um, uh, in other DC news, uh, DC Comics is not renaming Black Adam as Shazadam. Um, if you saw that on the news, they're not doing it. Shazadam is dumb, and they yeah. wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that's... And if they do do that, it's doo-doo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad, bad choice. Uh, and uh, the last thing, California lawmakers, are, lawmakers propose legislation to reopen theme parks more quickly. Uh, this is, um, hmm. in, because... Isn't Disneyland <clears throat> a testing center right now? What? Isn't Disney a testing center for COVID? A vaccination distribution center. Right. right. Um, that but, um, the, the big thing here was, um, that, uh, there has not been... So, um, Disney World has been open since July, and there has not been a single case... In, in what? What is that? Eight months? Nine months? There has not been a single uh, recorded case of COVID transmission in, a, in Disney Park. In any theme park in the world. It is not a place where the disease spreads. You're outside. Hmm. Like, the, the, the theme parks are essentially saying, there's nothing dangerous about being at a theme park. You're outside. As long as the lines are distant six feet apart yeah. and people wear masks when they're inside, the theme parks are not a dangerous place to be. And Disney's, Disney's, um, Disney's argument is basically we've proven, Mm -hmm. we have months and months and months and months of data proven that this is safe. Mm -hmm. Why can't we be open? I, there are thousands of people that could go back to work. I guess. But here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't put it past Disney to like, (sighs) I don't, well, Disney can't hide case transmission. Because the, the government agencies would find out after they've left the park. Like, Disney wouldn't be involved in that at all. I guess. But if someone gets, like... <clears throat> if someone gets COVID, are they, like... Are they, like, 
tracing every single person's like yeah that's the that's what the, i mean that the, the con contract tracers worldwide have yet to find a single case of transmission in a theme park okay but right. it's outside i i get this like i i think that i think that there's no reason for theme parks there's a lot of things i don't think should be closed but um <clears throat> my only my only thought is that like there are like there are places in like lineups sometimes where you go inside and mm -hmm. it's like small and confined i think that so. disney has policies so that they have like people so they're like they're ushering people through those in right. a way i think that what disney is saying is like in disney tokyo mm -hmm. or sorry in disney florida mm -hmm. we have created policies that have kept people safe we okay. can bring those to california why are we just closing down instead of using policies that are keeping people safe all right that you know what that's I, fair i kind of stand with disney on this one yeah you know what it's been a year like yeah if they've proven it then uh you it, know who am i i'm not a scientist yeah if, if, if they were even saying, like, transmission is lower than other places, I'd be like, okay, don't close. But they're saying, it's never happened. We've never seen transmission. And it's Florida. You think that people at the Florida Disney parks are following all the rules? It's Florida. They're not following any of the rules. If they're not having transmission, Californians aren't. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, man. Anyway. Misguided Gamers Live says, I'm still not going to risk it. I mean, we're not going to go. No. Well, but that's because we, we're broke. We... Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Y'all, thank you for a great show today. A Friday edition of The Morning Show. Yeah. All finished up. Uh, we had some good chats. We are going to be uh, exiting out of here pretty quick because we want to go watch WandaVision and record our spoiler talk. Mm -hmm. So um, please come back to the YouTube later on today and give that a watch after you've seen the episode. I have, I, I have to look up the news for this. And I've kind of seen that today's episode has a pretty big moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I just know there's a really big moment. Mm -hmm. So don't watch our spoiler chat until after you watch WandaVision episode five. Yeah. Uh, Marvelous Bricks, thank you for liking the show. Thank you. It means a lot to us. Yes. Uh, you're going to be streaming tomorrow, right? I am. It's Skyrim Saturday tomorrow. Ooh. So please come and hang out the with me. The Rim of the Sky? The Rim of the Sky. That's the one. Uh... We are, we are almost <clears throat> at level 100 destruction and 100 enchanting, so um, we're going to get those, we're going to get some dope armor, and we're going to go take on Alduin, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say that you're going to do some Skyrim jobs tomorrow? You can find me, I'm going to be streaming Sunday morning over at Twitch, uh, on this channel, twitch.tv slash uh playing uh, some Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, <laughs> so come back for that. That'll probably be at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Sorry, I had to change my schedule. But uh, we are going to watch the Super Bowl, and we're going to do trailer reactions for all of the trailers that come out during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So Sunday's going to be a busy one for us. We're going to be working. Yes. We're going to be working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as always, y'all, my name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. <laughs> oh, do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.